The God of the Bible is the God of perfect wisdom and knowledge. He is the father of all truth, including all the sciences. True science must be differentiated from scientific theory. Webster defines theory as speculation, the philosophical explanation of phenomena, either physical or moral. A theory is founded on inferences drawn from principles which have been established on independent evidence, end of quote. As God does not participate in opinion, which is what one has when he lacks the absolute truth of an issue, he also does not participate in theory, which is also what one has when he lacks the absolute truth. Jesus speaks of his Father in John seventeen seventeen, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. In this feature, titled Info Briefs, are points of biblical interest being revealed in current news and common knowledge. We will display a bit of information with the traditional God said passage, followed by what man has said. God said Exodus chapter 14 verses 21 through 28, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians." and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Man said in Biblical Archaeological Review in an article titled, Scientists Part the Red Sea. Two scientists recently recreated the parting of the Red Sea, on paper at least. According to a Florida State University press release, Doran Knopf, professor of oceanography at Florida State University, and Nathan Paldor, associate professor of astro- excuse me, atmospheric sciences at Hebrew University, have produced calculations that they claim offer a plausible scientific explanation for the biblical account of the parting of the Red Sea. They base their calculations on a strong wind blowing for several hours before the crossing, which coincides with the biblical account in Exodus 14.21, and on a crossing site at the northern edge of the Gulf of Suez, a location supported by some scholars. Knopf notes that this site is very long and extremely shallow. Because of that, the wind can lift a lot of water. It's like blowing across the top of a cup of coffee. The coffee blows from one end to the other. Knopf and Powder calculated that a 40-mile-per-hour wind blowing for 10 to 12 hours could push the Gulf water a mile from the original shoreline and cause a sea-level drop of about 10 feet. They say such a drop at the shallow north end of the Gulf would allow a crossing on foot. The subsidence of the wind would cause the water to reflood the area in a matter of minutes, swallowing up the pursuing Egyptians in accordance with the biblical account. Although their scenario requires a northwesterly wind, while the Bible story tells of an east wind, Knopf and Paldor believe that local wind variability may have permitted an east wind and a relatively small portion of the crossing. They also suggested 
that the exposure of an underwater ridge might explain the biblical description of the Israelites being flanked on both sides by water. We're not making a judgment on whether this event took place, Knopf says. We're just saying that the winds in that area could produce such an event, end of quote. God said, Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2, For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. The nations are being prepared psychologically to attempt to destroy the children of Israel. Man said in May-June 2006 issue of IMG, in a world overrun by head-scratching contradictions to anything resembling common sense, here's one more. Israel Brigadier General Aviv Kochev has been forced to cancel plans to study in England. The Israel Defense Forces Judge Advocate General recommended he not take the trip for fear of being arrested and charged with committing war crimes. Six months earlier, retired Major General Dorn Almog, after landing in London, decided not to deplane when warned that detectives were waiting to arrest him. It turns out that a warrant was requested by a pro-Palestinian group and issued on the basis of a claim that Almog had ordered the demolition of Palestinian homes in Rafah in 2002. Ironically, in several European countries, arrest warrants based on allegations of war crimes can be brought by virtually any citizen motivated to do so. The outrageous aspect of the phenomenon threatens the responsible allies who attribute, contribute excuse me, to the protection of these nations. The judge advocate general warned that unless the issue was resolved in the diplomatic level, senior Israeli officers who served during the Arafat intifadas might be forced to refrain from traveling to Britain, Spain, and other Western European countries, end of quote. Man said in the Jerusalem Post, July 1 through 8, 2006, a motion to boycott Israeli academics was approved on May 29th by a vote of members of Britain's National Association of Teachers in Further and Higher Education. The union's official statements declared, The conference notes the continuing Israeli apartheid policies, including the construction of the exclusion wall and discriminatory uh, educational practices, and invites members to consider their own responsibility for ensuring equity and non-discrimination in contacts with Israeli educational institutions or individuals, and to consider the appropriateness of a boycott of those that do not publicly disassociate themselves from such policies. The call to consider a boycott of Israel's academics was passed with 106 votes in favor, 71 votes against, and 21 abstentions, end of quote. God said, Psalms 1830, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. Have you ever noticed that man does not create, but basically just attempts to copy what God has already created? Man said in Creation, December-February 2001 issue, referring to the New Scientist article, June 17, 2000, under the title, Building Blocks Bones. British architects have suggested that giant arches, bridges, and walls made of artificial bone could be easier to design and build than conventional structures. They have developed a mathematical model showing how to create bone-like structures in whatever shape is required. These would be much stronger than normal constructions, which often have large numbers of components of different mechanical properties plagued by weak points requiring special reinforcing. 
The idea was apparently inspired by the remarkable capacity of bones and skeletons to function under large loads and stresses. There's no doubt the skeleton is more efficient than any man-made structure is going to be, uh, observed one researcher. Man said in creation December uh, and February 2001 under the heading Uncanny Coherence to Noah's Account. There are at least 500 legends of a worldwide deluge. Many of these show remarkable similarities with many aspects similar to the details about Noah's flood in the Bible. We are left with a few options. Perhaps all the peoples of these remote civilizations had different flood experiences that, by chance, had all these features in common on which they based their stories. However, the more reasonable alternative is that these legends excuse me, all find their root in the same one global flood experience that Genesis records, end of quote. God said, Exodus 20:11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The word of God clearly defines an earth just over 6,000 years old. Contrary to God's position, many in the sciences claim age into the billions, yet consistently their old age icons are biting the dust. Mann said in an article by Dr. Carl Whelan in Creation, December-February 2001, under the heading Opals, Despite the common teaching that it takes millions of years to form opal, Australian researcher Len Cram has long been growing opal in his backyard laboratory. His opal is indistinguishable under the electron microscope from that of those, of those mined in the field. He was awarded an honorary doctorate by a secular university for this research. All he does is mix together the right common chemicals, no heat, no pressure, and definitely no millions of years, end of quote. God said, Psalms 139, verses 13 through 16, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. This passage is a perfect description of DNA in the genome. Man said in September-November 2000 issue of Creation in the article titled The Living Database, DNA is vastly more efficient at storing information that is our present technology. In the amount of DNA which would fill a pinhead, one could store the information which typed out would make a pile of paperback-sized pages so high that it would reach from here to the moon 500 times. End of quote. Over and over and over again, God's holy word is truth. 